It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get back to league action after last week's cup drama. Rangers are at home. There's a potential debut for Todd Cantwell with the visit of St Johnston. All eyes on Easter Road. El Sacchio, some are calling it, between Jim Goodwin and Lee Johnson as Hibs take on Aberdeen. And two other big fixtures in the top flight, Ross County Kilmarnock and St Mirren Motherwell. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Back to league football and how Rangers against the St Johnston side Who've had five defeats in a row in the league Can reduce the gap between themselves and Celtic To six points ahead of Celtic's visit to Dundee United tomorrow And the team news is sensational We'll let Andrew McLean take care of that At Easter Road It's not so much who dares wins As who wins stays In the battle between Lee Johnson and Jim Goodwin And at the bottom Ross County can come off the bottom And go into 11th place If they beat a struggling Kilmarnock Great day What an interesting day ahead Hugh's right I mean something at stake everywhere All the way up in Dingwall Kilmarnock, Ross County Bottom of the table clash You look at Motherwell, St Mirren Stevie Hamill desperately needs a win In the league And St Mirren looking to go into the top six You've got Lee Johnson against Jim Goodwin And I'm sure Rangers fans going along to Ibrox today Will be desperate to see Todd Cantwell And maybe a returning Yanis Hadji Yeah, Mark touched on definitely need a win I think there's a lot of clubs this afternoon needing a win, Gordon You look at St Johnston, that's a massive ask I can't see that Hibs and Aberdeen need a win St Mirren and Motherwell need a win Ross County and Kilmarnock Need a win And that doesn't even tell the full picture Because if you look down throughout the SPFL There are fantastic games all across the place Dundee, Queen's Park Massive game at the top of the Championship Local to us Partick Thistle Hamilton's got a good look to it as well And on and on we go down the divisions But let's focus on our featured matches In the Scottish Premiership We've got interesting team news at Ibrooks With Andrew McLean yeah, well, the headlines this week have been about both Aberdeen and Hibs, haven't they? Because there's so much going on there. But the story here is maybe just how little is going on at Rangers in terms of transfers in at the moment. I'm sure many supporters would have expected more than one to be in the door at this moment with just a few days left of the transfer window. Work is going on in the background with Nicholas Raskin and Morgan Whitaker. But as it stands, Todd Cantwell, the only player in. And a big call from Michael Beale because he makes his debut from the start today. And one player that will feel like a new signing is Yanis Hadji. One year and one week since his last Rangers appearance. 372 days ago, he's back on the bench today. Michael Beale hoping to continue that unbeaten run of his too. And he's up against a side who can't really buy. I was going to say I can't buy a win at the moment. They can't even buy a point at the moment. Johnston... <coughs> Sorry, five straight Premiership defeats in a row. Also knocked out the Scottish Cup by Rangers in their last match too. Still a wee bit of daylight between themselves and the teams below, but they played a game more than the likes of Motherwell and Dundee United, so they're in real danger of getting sucked back in to that relegation scrap. As for team news, two changes for Rangers. Lundstrom and Sakala, the two dropping out. And as I say, the big news, Todd Cantwell in from the start. Alan McGregor is the goalkeeper for them today. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara and Malik Tillman. Todd Cantwell and Ryan Kent, either side of Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes, McLaughlin, Lundstrom, Hadji, Cholak, Sands, Wright, Sakala, Arfield, 
and Devine. As for St Johnston, Remy Matthews starts in goal for them. The back four, James Brown, Liam Gordon, Andy Considine and Adam Montgomery. Five across the midfield, Dre Wright, Cameron McPherson, Melker Holberg, Daniel Phillips and Conor McLennan. Nicky Clark, the lone striker for them today. The substitutes, Parrish, Mitchell, Wotherspoon, Crawford, Carey, Bear, May, Murphy and O'Halloran. The referee at Ibrox today is Willie Collum, the VAR, Nick Walsh. If the theme of this week, Hugh Keevans, is that there's only been one signing at Ibrox. Well, yep. the Rangers fans going along will get a good old look at him, Todd Cantwell, because he starts this afternoon. I came here to give my flawless prediction of mm. Rangers to win 4-0. Now that I know that Todd Cantwell is playing and the atmosphere will have been cranked up, I'm changing it to 5-0. <laughs> Nice, nice conservative <laughs> yeah. uh, start to the show I suppose the interesting thing about it Gordon Is just how quickly he's been thrown mm-hmm. in Todd Cantwell has not played a game of football Since the 12th of November And he's not started one Since the 2nd of November When he lined up for Norwich Against Michael Beale's QPR mm-hmm. Funny how these things work out um, But there we are He does start today Does that surprise you at all Given that, that time frame? Yeah it does uh, Usually when a new player ar- arrives at a club And He's not had so much game time, Gordon, and you've just highlighted he's not. Then, you know, they bed them in uh, on the bench, maybe. If it was a comfortable afternoon for Rangers, the 20 minutes as usual, just bed them in nice and slowly. But well done to uh, the Rangers manager. He's looked at him, thinks he's sharp enough, thinks he's a case of getting them in early, getting them up to speed. Letting the Rangers fans There'll be a big crowd there at Ibrox today. Let them see what he's signed. So I think it's exciting today. I think, you know, signings like Cantwell have to be made to improve the team uh, and to have an instant impact. But I just thought it was a wee bit too soon. I didn't expect him to start the game. I thought he'd get some minutes. Biggest surprise, I think, for me is that Sakala is the one that misses out because he's been in great form this season. Um, Even last week, it was his shot that obviously rebounded to Barisic and he puts it in the net. Um, And he's been a a real find um, for... For Beal So Cantwell in Big opportunity mm. for him I just wonder What his fitness levels are like I suppose Andrew McLean uh, Not to suggest For a second Rangers are taking St Johnston lightly But on paper It's not An overly difficult fixture At home to St Johnston If he wasn't to start today You then roll on to Tynecastle Wednesday night You're not Pitching him in there For his first start You can't imagine So maybe um, Just just do it while you can In, in what might be a Well what Michael Beal Will be hoping Will be a bit of a, a Gentle debut for him yeah, exactly. I mean, Michael Beale said he wants to bring in players to improve the first team and if he wants Todd Cartwell to be playing games consistently, he needs to get him out in the pitch. Todd Cartwell spoke about his own fitness. He said he's a naturally fit player, but he said the only thing he's maybe ma- uh, lacking at the moment is match fitness. So the only way you can get that is by playing matches. And you look at this game today, Ibrox looks a very good pitch today. It's a big pitch as well, a home crowd. Um, the conditions are good for a game of football so for a creative player like Todd Cantwell this is the game that he will look at and think you know what this is the, the type of game that I should if I'm on you know top form be able to go in and, and make a difference and he'll want to really you know appease the Rangers crowd as early as possible so it's good conditions certainly for him to make his debut we'll see how he gets on and is that where this notion of home advantage particularly for the big two is, is so important Gordon because I know St Johnson are on this dreadful uh, run and they lost against Rangers in the cup but you would probably say there wasn't much in that I mean the, the scoreline certainly tells you that even the balance of play but it was at McDermott Park and this one's at Ibrox and it, does it just feel like a, a totally different challenge? Well yeah I, I think it's a massive challenge for St Johnson especially going to, to Ibrox new signing there gives everybody a lift gives the crowd a lift um, I just think that after 
If you're at home, the pitch isn't as good as Ibrox. I'm not being disrespectful to the, the, the groundsman up there, but the pitch isn't as good, so it plays into your hands a little bit. But going to Ibrox this afternoon, desperate for a win, it's a hard one for Callum Davidson because what do you do? You put everybody behind the ball and try and hit Rangers in the counter-attack. That's a dangerous game. They could lose an early goal and it could be you know anything they want. I don't see any hope for St Johnston. I know there's no. always a chance in football. I don't see any hope if for him. If you were Callum that. Davidson and you've been there, Gordon, in the dressing room and you're trying to whip up your players pre-match, if you were Callum Davidson, you would say, they're playing Todd Cantwell because they think you're easy. And the truth of the matter is, that's correct. We will find out <laughs> uh, in the coming hours that lie ahead. But to recap that headline team news from Ibrooks, Todd Cantwell makes his full Rangers debut. He's in from the start as Rangers welcome St Johnston. Now, you know the way it works. We don't make any secret of this. On Clyde One Super Scoreboard, we're based here in Glasgow in the West, and if one of the big two is at home on a Saturday at three o'clock, it tends to be the priority. But I wonder if we've got a bit of shared responsibility on that front this afternoon, because Hibs against Aberdeen is massive for a whole host of reasons to be explained by Roger Hanna. Can you feel the tension, Gordon? Yes. You've, well, listen, you've heard of the old firm. These two are the infirm. Jim Goodwin has remarkably got a stay of execution after that calamitous Scottish Cup defeat at Darville on Monday night. But Dave Cormack's statement on Wednesday night didn't really give you the impression he might be around much longer. And I think a defeat today could be the end for Goodwin as Aberdeen manager after just 12 months in the job. To make matters worse, they haven't won here at Easter Road in their last four visits. And even Darvo joined the pylon this morning. They're trolling them. They tweeted, our DMs are open if you're looking for any advice today, Hibernian. So everybody's getting into poor Jim and his players. They lost here, if you remember, in September, Gordon. That Liam Scales red card after a controversial clash in the box with Ryan Portes. Portes is gone. And that is part of the problem for, for Hibs here today. You know, he went to Watford yesterday, the 10th departure in the first team squad this month alone. Kevin Nisbet would have made it 11, but he turned down Millwall yesterday, came back up the road last night, and is only on the bench for Hibs this afternoon. But they've lost Ryan Schofield, Dimitri Mitchell, Elias Melkerson, Noan Kenna, Momadou Bojang, Stephen Bradley, Kevin Dabrowski, Joe Balde, Jack Bryden all out this window and they've also got Rocky Bashiri out for three months after that horrible injury in the derby defeat last weekend Kel McGuinness isn't fit Martin Boyle's out long term Jake Doyle Hayes misses out today Mikola Kukarevich who would probably have been first in line to replace Nisbet up front today he's injured as well they have made moves for Oxford defender Stuart Finlay and Bailey Wright of Sunderland who's also a target for the Dons neither deal is done yet and that means there's youngsters like Murray Johnson, Oscar McIntyre, Ethan Laidlaw and 18-year-old Josh O'Connor, son of former Hibs striker Gary, are all involved in the squad today. Hibs lost 4-1 at Petodre to Aberdeen in November in the last meeting and they are still reeling from that 3-0 cup defeat to Hearts last weekend. So it's anxious, it's tense, it's nervous, the pitch isn't great. This could be an old-fashioned scrap to the death this afternoon. Four changes for Hibs. Fish, Hanlon, Newell and McCurdy in for Bashiri, Portes, Cabraya and Nisbet. So that means it's David Marshall in goal. It's a back four. Chris Cadden, Will Fish, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. Midfield, Josh Campbell, Jimmy Jago and Joe Newell. And up front, Eli Yuan, Harry McCurdy and Aidan McGeady. 
on the bench, Johnson, Nisbet and Miller, Cabraya, Tavares and Henderson, McIntyre, Laidlaw and O'Connor. Three changes for the Dons after Darvo. Back come the experience of Graham Shinney, Johnny Hayes and Bojan Majowski for Coulson, Mislovic and Duncan who all go to the bench. That means Joe Lewis and goal. Usual back three of Ross McCrory, Anthony Stewart and Liam Scales. Across the middle, Matty Kennedy, Ilba Ramadani, Leighton Clarkson, Graham Shinney and Johnny Hayes. And up front, Bojan Majowski with Duke. The subs are Richie Barron and Mislovic, Watkins, Duncan and Pulvara, Coulson, Roberts and 16-year-old Finlay Marshall. The referee at Easter Road today is Craig Napier and Navar. And can you imagine if Jim Goodwin's future comes down to a VAR decision? It's Andrew Dallas. Incredible. It's been an incredible week for Jim Goodwin um, and I guess you know, for Hibs as well. You look at the situation with Kevin Nisbet yesterday. Just to, just to be clear here, Roger, it's all it's all very catchy. El Sacchio, El Sacchico. I've seen it spelt different ways. It's starting to stress me out a wee bit. I feel like we need to all agree on some sort of style guide on how it's said and written. Is that actually the case? Can Does both of these managers, are they out of a job if they lose or are people exaggerating this? I think it depends how you lose Gordon. I think Jim Goodwin was probably fortunate to survive that defeat in Darvill. That's one of those things that managers very, very seldom come back from. It's like the nine nils. You know, if you remember in the two, those two nine nils early in the season in the same weekend, Jack Ross and Scott Parker paid the penalty. You don't come back from nine nils. It was the same Mark McGee when he lost his job as Aberdeen manager a few years ago. And I think if you lose to a sixth-tier team in the Scottish Cup, it's very, very, very difficult to come back from that. So I think anything short of a positive result for Aberdeen today and Jim Goodwin could be in bother. Lee Johnson, I think that's slightly different. I think if you're selling Ryan Portis and you're showing you're willing to sell Kevin Nisbet and you're clearing out all the rest of them as well, it's very difficult to, to, to suddenly sack the manager as well. Where does that leave the club? So I suspect... Lee Johnson will probably be around for a period of time to come. But saying that, if Aberdeen come here and win as convincing, by convincing a scoreline as Hearts did last Sunday, the pressure will be on Lee Johnson. So there we are, you, uh, you panellists in the mm. studio. It's not El Sacchio after all. Well, yes, it might be. It's an utterly cynical world. Scottish football So you think Lee Johnson Gets the sack If he doesn't win today I just haven't no, Listened I to him yesterday It just doesn't seem that way No no It's the beginning of the end For him yeah, Okay. But With regard to Jim Goodwin What happened in midweek With the statement From the Aberdeen owner Dave Cormack Was not a vote of conference Of course it wasn't It was A decision to make Jim Goodwin A human sacrifice You put him up Today And you say that You want an immediate Improvement in the meantime, you're scuttling around in the background looking for Jim Goodwin's successor. This is just a holding operation on Dave Cormack's part. And Jim Goodwin, an honest man, knows he should have been got rid of after the Darville result and can't quite understand mm. why he wasn't got rid of. But he'll, of course, protect his position for as long as is possible. He's very fortunate today. There's no Portius for Hibs because he's gone to Watford. There's no uh, Nisbet because of whatever happened at Millwall, and we don't know the full story. He's on the bench. It's even worse for Jim Goodman if he doesn't win today. I know Aberdeen's form has been terrible away from home, but if you can't beat that lot, minus their best attacker and their best defender, you really are in bother. What was your take on the statement, Roger, from Dave Cormack? 
It was just one of the stranger statements I think I've ever seen. Everyone we spoke to Tuesday and Wednesday was were convinced Jim Goodwin was away. I think Jim Goodwin was convinced that Jim Goodwin was away, Gordon. And the statement was baffling. Um, it didn't really give you the belief that the Aberdeen board have the belief in Jim Goodwin and his backroom staff. But listen, it's going to be a very interesting week if they can get through today. They then get back-to-back home games midweek and next Saturday against St Mirren and Motherwell. That maybe offers them a bit of a chance to to get himself some redemption before they go to Celtic Park in their game after that, Gordon. But uh, I just tend to think, you know, Hugh described Lee Johnson as the beginning of the end. I think the beginning of the end for Jim Goodwin with some of those results and performances post-World Cup. Think of the criticism he got for the, the way they set up for the home defeat to Celtic, the way they lost two goals in the 95th and 97th minute to lose to Rangers, losing with 10 men at St Mirren, losing again to Rangers and that Anthony Stewart, another red card in the semi-final and then to put the tin lid in it all Darvel on Monday night that is the biggest shock in 150 years of Scottish Cup football I think it's very hard to come back from that And where are we then on the the Kevin Nisbet story yesterday Roger it was quite something that you know Lee Johnson conducted his press conference he was talking as if Kevin Nisbet was gone spoke about being a big loss and trying to reinvest the money and then came the news that he had had a, a change of heart That's the official line Now lots of people Hugh and Cammy Were being ever so cynical last night Saying well Chances are Millwall are offering you good money So Where does this change of heart come from? Is there another club um, That's ready to pounce? Is there some other reason That hasn't come to light yet? Um, but either way He remains a Hibs player Will he still be one At the end of the window? I'm not convinced they will be, Gordon, to be honest with you. Um, why do footballers make moves in their careers? They, they do it for financial reasons, mainly. Um, that's why Ryan Portes has left Hibs to go to Watford, because he'll be on a lot more money. Um, Kevin Nisbet could have gone to Millwall on a lot more money, so you would suspect that there's maybe someone else in the background. They now know what it would take to get Kevin Nisbet out of Hibs, and if they can maybe pay him a little bit more than Millwall were willing to pay, that might be the attraction for Kevin Nisbet. I'm far from convinced he will be a Hibernian player beyond the end of the window. OK, let's leave them there then. Those two big games, Rangers St Johnston and Hibs Aberdeen. We've got three other crackers as well to feature for you this afternoon and we will go around those grounds next. Action as it happens. From five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL all in the studio. We've got the top team around the grounds, and what a day it is going to be because we've already covered off Rangers v St Johnston, a full debut for Todd Cantwell, and Hibs Aberdeen. So many storylines involved at Easter Road, the future of both managers, Dave Cormack's statement, Ryan Portis is gone, will Kevin Nisbet follow? Darvel last week It is all there And an absolutely fantastic fixture To look forward to But the beauty of today's fixture card There is something riding On every game The Smiza Stadium Is another great example St Mirren against Motherwell And David Friel is there Yeah Gordon I don't think it's quite as dramatic As Easter Road But I think it's fair to say Both managers could be doing with a win The good news for Motherwell fans Ahead of the game Is that the signing of Riku Danzaki Has finally been confirmed He's signed a two and a half year deal But the bad news is that 
international clearance hasn't come through in time for the Japanese winger, so he misses out. He's actually standing 20 yards away from me. Beanie hat on, big jacket on, looks freezing, but he's taking in the delights of Paisley as we speak. There's another blow for Motherwell boss Stevie Hamill as well. Mikael Mandron scored two goals at Abroth last weekend. He picked up a training, uh, an injury in training yesterday, and he also misses out, so Kevin Van Dien comes in for him. As you said, Motherwell are without a win in the last eight league games, but at the risk of jinxing it for yourself, Gordon, and so many Motherwell fans out there, this is their lucky ground. They're the only team to win here in the league this season, way back in the opening day of the season when Stevie Hamill was just a caretaker manager, and they're unbeaten in the last eight visits to Paisley, stretching back to May 2015. Stevie Hamill actually played for Motherwell that day. It was a 2-1 defeat. Scott McDonald was sent off for basically chucking an elbow at Thomas Riley, who we saw playing for Davo on Monday night, so a long time ago. Mullowell obviously took a lift from beating their both last week, and I think this game will have some added spice, so much on the line, but also Steve, St Mirren manager Stephen Robinson will be facing his former club, and there are no fewer than five ex-Mullowell players in the St Mirren side. As I said, St Mirren's such a good home record, they're unbeaten in 11 home matches here and they're looking to, to return to the top six, but they actually only have won one in their last ten league games. So while the narrative, sorry Hugh, is that St Myrna are having a good season and Motherwell are having a bad one, Motherwell can actually move within four points of St Myrna if they win today, so so much riding on it. St Myrna have made three changes from the Scottish Cup win over Dundee last week. Ethan Erehorn, Greg Kilty and Alex Grieve are in for Declan Gallagher, Keanu Bacchus and Jonah Ayunga. Trevor Castle down goals, usual back five, Ryan Strain, Marcus Fraser, Alec Goggins, Charles Dunn, Scott Tanzer. Midfield three of Greg Kilty, Mark O'Hara and Ethan Erehon with Alec Grieve and Curtis Main up front. Subs for St Mern are Urminski, Gallica, Richard Taylor, Kenny, Flynn, Fraser Taylor, Offord, Jameson and Ayunga. As for Mullerwell, they've made two changes from our both. As I mentioned, Mandron's out with injury. Kevin Van Dien comes in and Connor Shields, who's interested in a few clubs in the Championship, trying for a lone move, replaces Ollie Crankshaw on the wing. So Motherwell, back four, Liam Kelly and goals, Matt Johnson, Shane Blaney, Ricky Lamy and Paul McGinn, who'll play at left-back. Midfield three of Callum Slattery, Sean Goss and Blair Spittle, with Connor Shields and Stuart McIntyre supporting Kevin Van Veen. Subs for Motherwell are Oxborough, Adonal, Crankshaw, Solholm, Cornelius, Tierney, Dunnicky and Ross. The referee at the Smyza Stadium is John Beaton and the VAR is Grant Irvin. You see, I expect Roger Hanna to hold a disciplinary hearing now and have the boy Friel up in front of him for the use of the word narrative. <laughs> but in the meantime, what a chance for St Mirren to leapfrog uh, Hibs today in the league table after Hibs lose to Aberdeen. That would put Hibs in the bottom six and St Mirren in the top six. So that's the incentive. That's the narrative, in fact. You would have just mad that both teams would have chosen to play the game in Paisley, Gordon, because St Mirren's home record, as David says, is good, and Motherwell's away record is much better better than their home record. So yeah, um, it certainly has the feel of a fixture that should be close on paper. And as David says, the league table is not a massive difference. Yeah, I reckon most of you are responsible. Uh, tipsters this afternoon would be going for St Mirren um, Not really um, I just wonder that last week's um, cup win against a broth away from home I know it's a Premier League club against Championship but we all know going up there how difficult it is against a Dick Campbell side well organised and they come through that with flying colours and somewhere along the line you need a turning point in your season Stevie Hamill might just look at that but as you correctly say Going to St Mirren will be a difficult game. They're not in great form in the last five games. Uh, you've got, they say. Um, I, I, 
if I, I, I would sit in the fence in this one this afternoon. I think both teams are capable of winning. Of course I do, but I think I'll be a draw. Yeah, St Mirren, three draws and two defeats in their last five. Motherwell, three draws and two defeats in their last five. Lots to get excited about. Let's hear from the management then. Former Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson. We're very much concentrated on ourselves. Um, our performance first half was under par against Dundee. We were better in the second when we made changes and we were more aggressive higher up the pitch. But um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking to continue the good home form. 11 unbeaten, we want to make that 12. The only team that's actually beat us at home is, is Motherwell. So um, yeah, against my old club, it's um, be nice to see everybody after the game. But first and foremost, three points to, to push us back into the top six. There is a togetherness. I think the fans understand the parameters we're working under and how hard the players are trying for them. So to keep that bond together, to keep that win and run, we're desperate to. Yeah, Riku Danzaki signed, as David Friel says, this morning, international clearance not through on time. Still no call to you for you to be the one that, you know, kind of shows him round Motherwell like a player liaison officer sort I, of thing I probably expect it later on obviously business was getting done today I was at my way into the studio so maybe a call mm. tonight tomorrow and uh, I'll certainly help Motherwell as I, uh, as I could uh, and take look him down after to the Motherspoons tonight and try and get him no, no, settled no, no, into no, the we go high, we go higher than that I've got a lot of good Alan Burrows will have spoken to the player by this time and say there's a guy that lives over there <laughs> a he's wanted opposite picture up in the dressing room <laughs> do not approach this man they call him the Dazzler yeah. Don't go anywhere near him His window's always open Don't go near it You'll see him hobbling around To the local town Let's hear from Stevie Hamill We're still confident Of having a successful league campaign I understand the games are coming Thick and fast And it's important we pick up As many points as we can As soon as possible It's um, Yeah I think A couple of additions Is going to help us do that Again it's not going to be easy Every week it's, I'm going to say the same thing It's going to be a difficult game This week's no different But it's important we take that Togetherness and that competitiveness that we're, that we're speaking about and then and showcase that in the match day. Right, here's the thing. If Easter Road is El Sacchio and Paisley is the Stephen Robinson Keith Lasley Derby, the Global Energy Stadium with Dave Galloway is the Wimpy Derby. Because I got a message from Simon, a Kilmarnock fan this morning, quite rightly pointing out, wait for this, this is the revelation you've all been waiting for. There are two remaining Wimpies in Scotland, one in Dingwall and one in Kilmarnock. <laughs> so there was only one man that we could possibly send to the game. It's Mr Wimpy himself. Take it away, Dave Galloway. Thank you very much, Connor. I am most honoured just to celebrate. I had a, a big and mighty one of their new creations. Um, Basically, it's it's a bit of everything in a bun. Very nice indeed, though. Much like yourself, Dave. A bit of everything. Take it away, then. What were you expecting on the pitch today? Thank you very much. Well, obviously a huge game for the Premiership's uh, bottom two, Gordon. It's so tight at the wrong end of the table with Ross County propping up the rest. Just three points behind Kilmarnock and also Dundee United and Motherwell County on a dreadful run. No league wins in the last seven games. Then they got knocked out of the Scottish Cup last weekend by bottom of the Championship, Hamilton Ackes. Now, Kilmarnock have made the 204-mile trek up here as the only top-flight side without an away win this season. But at least they squeezed through in the Cup at home to Dumbarton a week ago and saw off Aberdeen last month at Rugby Park. So they are in better form than their host. This is a real six-pointer here, if ever there was one. To the teams then, and uh, three changes for Ross County in come Jakoviti uh, White and uh, new boy Brophy starts up top of course out go Edwards Olegby and Owura so it's laid 
Laidlaw in goals. Back three of Watson, Yakoviti and Baldwin. Uh, Randall and uh, Harmon, the wing-backs. Then in the middle of midfield, it's Callaghan, Danda and Kenna with the new-look strike force up top. Uh, Brophy and White leading the line for the Staggies. Uh, substitutes uh, for uh, Ross County. Um, team lines have just uh, blown away in the breeze excuse me nothing worse nothing worse don't you worry you take your time carry Um, on got it here Uh, thank you it's uh, Monroe Cancola Sims uh, Loturi Hewula Tilson Samuel Smith and uh, Stones uh, for Kilmarnock uh, three changes there, McKenzie, uh, four changes, I beg your pardon, McKenzie, Jones, uh, Waters and Vassell are in, out uh, drop Armstrong, M- McEnroy, uh, Murray and Lafferty, so Hemming in goals, across the back, right, Mayo, Taylor and Waters, then midfield, McKenzie, Polworth, Power and Jones with Robinson and Vassell up front, the subs, Walker, Alston, Sanders, Lyons, McEnroy, Donnelly, Alabiozu, Doidge and Lafferty, and your match referee here is Chris Graham. Looking forward to that one, Ross County, Kilmarnock, big game at the bottom, you just wonder, the signing of Eamon Brophy, is that can be the type of signing that, that keeps Ross County up, you look at the league table, it tells you, scoring goals is a major issue, and they've got 15 in total in 22 games Which is I think four fewer than Kilmarnock Who are the next In the yeah. struggling line Mark Everyone else has got much more than that So clearly finding the net Has been a problem Well they need uh, A goal scorer in And they never really Replaced the work That was done by Hungbo And Regan Charles Cook um, And that's been Malcolm Mackay's problem This season Now with Brophy On paper It looks a good signing And the partnership Sounds good Brophy and White But Brophy needs to Rediscover the form that he had a couple of years ago Because things haven't been going great for him so far Maybe he just needed a change of scenery To rediscover some of his best form Malky Mackay will be hoping for that this afternoon An amazing stat that Dave took from inside the big bun there uh, About Kilmarnock being the only team in the Premiership Not to have won an away game this season So Would you leave out Kyle Lafferty under those circumstances? Probably not But Derek McInnes has So it's a bold move by him Right forget those lineups. How's this For a, a selection David Friel has just sent me What the big and mighty From Wimpy is That Dave Galloway has eaten Right It's a quarter pounder With A, a pork bendy <laughs> Do not oh, ask kind of Do bendy. not ask yeah. Bacon Two battered onion rings Grated cheese un- More onion apparently And wimpy ketchup In a white bun 950 calories Dave Galloway <laughs> It was delicious <laughs> Honestly What a pre-match preparation For that man Anyway It's uh, Mary Berry We need in here Listen I'll tell you for a, for a number of reasons Because The next game we're going to Is a uh, Is Attract a, a more sophisticated clientele And the reason that we picked Fraser Wishart there You know it's obvious Because he's he fits in perfectly mm-hmm. there as well There will be no big and mighty We're maybe talking like a cheese board Or something You know a bit more sophisticated For, latte, for Partick surely. Thistle Against Hamilton Fraser Yeah it's a boy from the south side of Glasgow Like myself Very sophisticated Fits in at the west end You're right no wimpies around here Far more likely to be a cappuccino And a, a croissant But uh, it's back to League business for these two teams after wins in the cup last week. Both got through in penalties, and I've got good draws in the last 16. Jags are in Ibrox and uh, Hearts, are they going to be the visitors to New Douglas Park? So, both those games will bring in some much needed revenue for 
both the teams. But on the park, I think the manager will be hoping that the wins will keep the good form going onto these league games. Aki's also won their last league game uh, against Morton. So John Rankin, the victory against Ross County last week, just hoping to keep the good form going. Different priorities though till the end of this season. Thistle's still in the hunt for the title, but will want at least to be in the playoffs for promotion come June to the Premiership and it's been a while since they've been in the top league and I think the fans will think it's about time they were, they were back there. It's been a difficult season for Aki's though. A couple of years ago they were in the Premiership and had a long run in the top division but John Rankin simply now his job is to keep Aki's in the Championship itself. It's at the bottom of the table, four binder broth and eight adrift of safety who are Cove Rangers who of course after last night another heavy defeat are doing their best to give Aki's that chance of catching them. John Rankin's brought in a lot of young players to the squad, it's always been their way and the board has stuck by him, which is good to see. But a few new faces today to add to the squad, loans from down south and young Connor Smith is on the bench. He's highly thought of at Hearts and he'll get a chance to improve his game between now and the end of the season. Ian McCall got a strong squad, plenty of Premiership experience, but he's got a young bench as well, plenty of injuries and a number of players out, likes of experienced players like um, Scott Tiffany, Cammy Smith, Brian Graham, Stephen Lawless, all in attacking areas they miss out today. So I think that uh, Ian McCall might just want to squeeze some money out of his board from that cup game into Ibrox later on this month to get a, win, a player or two in before the window closes for that promotion push. They've been a decent run of form since the six defeats in a row in November, which was a really poor, poor run. One defeat in the last seven, so Jags fans, I think, will fancy their chances today of getting all three points. Just one change from that victory against the Fairman last week for Partick Thistle. Scott Tiffany says out injured and Ross Doherty, the skipper, comes back into the starting 11. Jamie Sneddon's in goals are back four. Jack McMillan, Aaron Muirhead, Kevin Holt and Harry Milne. Midfield three, Lee Hodson, Ross Doherty and Stuart Bannigan and Kyle Turner, Danny Mullen and Aidan Fitzpatrick up front. The young bench, David Mitchell, Billy Owens, James Lyons, Xander Kennedy, G. Stevenson, Gallagher Lennon, Jamie Taggart and Rico Diak for Ackies. Just one change after that great victory against Ross County. Chris McGinn drops to the bench and experienced centre-back Dan O'Reilly comes into the starting. 11 Ryan Fulton in goals Fergus Owens Dylan McGowan and Dan O'Reilly at the back across the middle Tom Sparrow Scott Martin Lucas Debola and Matthew Shields with Andy Winter Jean-Pierre Teehee and Lewis Smith up front their subs Jamie Smith Michael Doyle Brian Easton Dario Zanatta Dylan Stevenson Connor Smith Chris McGinn and Ryan Oney and the referee today at Firhill is Greg Aiken and of course Novar thankfully Thankfully, Fraser Wisher hates it, doesn't he? You can tell every single week he'll have a more traditional afternoon out there in the Championship. We'll go back around two of the main games that are going to take place at three o'clock. So much intrigue around Hibs Aberdeen. Lee Johnson's been asked pre-match about Kevin Nisbet. I'll give you his answer and further build up to Rangers St Johnston next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are in the studio The top team are on around the grounds Because we have got some fantastic fixtures To look forward to this afternoon uh, Andrew McLean is keeping an eye on all things Rangers Against St Johnston uh, And it feels, Andrew, like the Rangers fans will be Excited to see Todd Cantwell from the start But also maybe wondering when he's going to be joined by a new signing Can you feel both of those at the same time? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it is a very interesting situation when it comes to transfers with Rangers because Michael Beale, who speaks very openly about transfers, was saying at the start of the window that, you know, he was hoping to bring in, he said at times, two or three players. He said at times, three or four players. And at one point, he even said, look, my work is done. It's now up to the, the club to sort the negotiations. He felt he'd had the discussions with the players he wanted to bring in and was kind of almost expecting them to be in the door. He said a couple of times, you know, 
would expect people to be in the door this week and then said it again the following week but it's not really happened we've seen you know names being banded about the likes of Nicholas Raskin who Rangers are interested in the same as Morgan Whitaker there have been bids that have gone in but neither player has been able to become a Rangers player as of yet you can see where Rangers are coming from with Nicholas Raskin they're not wanting to be held at ransom his contract is up at the end of the season he's sort of been frozen out at Standard Liège at the moment as well because he's not signing a new contract there so Rangers not wanting to pay over the odds when they could get him for free in the summer but he's not signed a pre-contract with Rangers at the moment and Morgan Whitaker a lot of reports that another bid has been rejected for him as well the Swansea forward so Rangers fans will be hoping that by Tuesday's deadline um, that players will be joining Todd Cantwell but certainly they'll be excited to see Todd Cantwell out here from the start today Michael Beale speaking about him before the match to the right holders just saying that you know he's an important player for the future but he's an important player for now and that's why he's keen to get him straight in the starting lineup and playing in this match today Yeah Roger Hanna what's your take on Rangers transfer business should fans be preparing for no more business to be done do you still think there will be has Michael Beale's tone shifted throughout the the window, these are all the sort of questions that were coming up last night on the show. I don't think you can criticise Michael Beale for his openness and his transparency. He's just telling the supporters how it is and sort of managing expectations, if you like. I certainly wouldn't rule out a move for Raskin before the transfer window closes in midweek, Gordon. It's just beginning. You see these types of deals in every window. You know, there's been a couple of bids rejected. And each time, you know, Rangers will go a little bit higher. His club will probably come down a little bit low, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was something done before Tuesday night. Morgan Whittaker, as the window goes on, they're becoming less and less convinced that Whittaker will arrive at the club. But um, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see. I think patience has been the watchword for Rangers supporters right through this month of January. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose a couple of days left after this game. They've got big midweek fixtures as well, so going to be busy. Uh, on and off the pitch I think that's an absolute certainty Just on the subject of transfers I suppose David Freeler's a, an update of sorts From uh, Celtic today Or it certainly looks like Georgius Giacomakis is closer to that exit Yeah, Gordon, it's become a bit of a saga Yesterday it looked like it was Atlanta United Then it looked like it was Urawa Red Diamonds This morning it now looks like It will be Atlanta United again I think they were initially wanting a loan With an option to buy it looks as if they come back in with a kind of deal worth around 3.5 million up front, plus I think it's 800,000 in add-ons that would take it to about 4.3 million. So, Georgios Giacomakis does prefer a move to America. That's where he wants to go. I don't think he was overly keen on going to Japan, but if that was going to be the best deal on the table, he was going to take it. But it does look as if he will be heading to MLS now. But this is there's been twists and turns in this one. So until he's pictured somewhere with the scarf above his head, I, I, I would always, always say there could be a final twist to come. It's, it's again surprising for me that it's came to this with Jackie Marcus and I think a lot of Celtic fans will be disappointed just the price tag that uh, David was mentioning there again is very very low when you consider what Jackie Marcus has done over the past couple of seasons not just at Celtic if you think Kevin Nisbet was going for £2 million and his contract was running out for Celtic to get as little as £4 million for Jackie Marcus it's a steal for whoever gets him Look that's maybe one we can elaborate on Because we are here until 6 o'clock So once the games kick off We'll look at all the other topics doing the rounds We'll of course check in on the open line as well But for now let's focus on today's games Just as we get a bit closer uh, to kick off I don't know how this will make Aberdeen feel But Arthurley have just pulled it back To make it 2 all against Darvel uh, From 2-0 down So Arthurley showing Jim Goodwin How it should be done Hugh Evans. Wow. 
uh, Jim Goodwin should pay no attention to that game and should expunge from his mind any recollection of Darvel and Monday night because it was shameful. People don't say what they ought oh, to say now. Three two, Arthurly. Right. Got to think mm. those Darvel players are still hung on the sauce. Yeah. They were away from home. Too much nonsense given to this. Uh, it would be disrespectful to say this and disrespectful to say that. Aberdeen shamed themselves on Monday night. It was for Scottish football in general a disgraceful result and performance. There is no room for looking for the soft touch here. Mm. It was shameful and a disgrace. And that has been reflected by some artwork in the Aberdeen end at Easter Road, Roger Hanna. Yeah, there's been a banner unfurled behind the goal where the Aberdeen players are warming up. Goodwin out is the message from a group of Aberdeen supporters. It is not a huge Aberdeen travelling support this afternoon. Many, of course, made that long journey down to Darvel on Monday night and that would be a, a very long journey back home. But it, certainly there's a group at the front of this section of Aberdeen fans making their feelings known to Dave Cormack and the Aberdeen board. Uh, yeah, interesting environment. I suppose these things are not... Unheard of, you know, I repeat, the man's been put forward as a human sacrifice. Dave Cormack has put a human sacrifice in the dugout at Easter Road today. The Aberdeen fans know that there should be a change of manager. Mm. Everybody knows there should be a change of manager. And the statement was a holding statement uh, while he looks for another one. Are the members of the football monitoring board or whatever it was called there, Roger Hanna? Is Dave Cormack taking his seat? Is he elsewhere? Well, I've been trying to monitor the football monitoring board, but I can't actually quite see them yet. The posh seats, as you know, Gordon, down in front of the press box here in the main stand at Easter Road. No sign of them yet. No sign of the Hibs directors either, I have to say. And the, the early news we, we do hear, though, is Lee Johnson's predecessor here at Easter Road, Sean Maloney, seems to be back in gainful yes. employment this afternoon as manager of Wigan Athletic. And it's to be hoped it lasts longer than he did here and lasts longer than poor old Colo Turi. 59 days, 9 games, no wins. I thought you were going to make a joke about Sean Maloney playing a big number six up front after what happened in the cup draw last Sunday <laughs> that you took such glee in. But we'll leave that one there for now. Um, Lee Johnson has spoken before the game, Roger Hanna. He spoke about Kevin Nisbet and how sometimes players don't get the right vibe when they go to a club. He also explained that he had a dead leg anyway and hadn't trained and, and that's really... What's behind the omission from the starting 11 today? Yeah, and I would imagine he's also told Harry McCurdy on Wednesday or Thursday, you're getting a start up front, Harry. So he probably didn't want to go back on that. Be interesting to see if Nisbet gets on, um, what condition he's in, if he gets on, and what sort of reception he gets if he, if he gets on as well. Um, because it's a very interesting when he, he, he was down in London, he had a look around Millwall, and uh, I'm, as I said earlier on, Gordon, I'm far from convinced he will still be a Hibernian player when the window closes. Yeah, one worth watching. Does Kevin Nisbet come on and score the goal that keeps if Lee Johnson in the job for now, then leave, or does he stay, and does Jim Goodwin pay the price? It's, oh, it's set up to be a cracker. If Kevin Nisbet has a dead leg and hasn't trained and has been in London and come back last night, why has Lee Narrative put him in the, the, the team at all? No, had, put him in the bench? Had a dead leg and didn't train, so... He's obviously fit to. He's obviously fit to come on and play. Uh, do you and know as Roger says, until four o'clock, uh, what was it, two o'clock yesterday afternoon, you've lined your team up, you've done your shape, you've done your preparation. Yeah. Harry McCurdy plays, so that it was. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be very unfair at that uh, short notice just to say Nisbet's back, he's playing, out you go. But 
It's all about decisions, Minkin. Place is a shambles. Three o'clock kickoffs <laughs> are very, very close. We will go back to Ibrox next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Four fantastic games in the Scottish Premiership Big games throughout the remainder of the divisions as well And they are minutes away from kicking off So let's go back to Ibrooks and take us up to kick off with Andrew McLean Yeah, the team's just making their way out the tunnel here at Ibrooks. I'll give you a recap of the teams today Two out for Rangers, Lundstrom and Sakala dropping to the bench In comes Glenn Kamara and Todd Cantwell Who makes his debut for Rangers today In goals, Alan McGregor The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Colson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic the midfield three Ryan Jack Glenn Kamara and Malik Tillman Todd Cantwell and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos up top St Johnson just the one change for them from that defeat to Rangers last time out Stevie May dropping to the bench Nicky Clark coming in so Remy Matthews in goal for them the back four James Brown Liam Gordon Andy Considine and Adam Montgomery the midfield five Dre Wright Cammy McPherson Melker Holberg Daniel Phillips and Conor McLennan Nicky Clark starting up front the referee Willie Collum and the VAR is Nick Walsh. But all eyes from a Rangers perspective today will be on Todd Cantwell. I'm sure many people remember his breakout season in the English Premier League in the 2019-20 season. Six goals he got for Norwich in that campaign. It looked like he was one of the next big breakout stars of English football. Fees of £40 million being touted for him. Moves to the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea. But his career really did hit a bump in the road, didn't it? He talked about being affected by off-the-field problems, that he was in need of a fresh start, and today is the start of that. Michael Beale, he'll give him the freedom to roam and create. I was actually listening to Marvin Bartley on this show during the week, and he was saying when he played against Rangers when Michael Beale was the first-team coach, he described our midfield rotations as frightening, and I wonder if this is an introduction of you know the introduction of Cantwell could that be a, a step towards the return to that along with the reintroduction of Yanis Hadji who's back on the bench today after 372 days over a year out of action for him with injury potential arrivals as well in the midfield area of course Nicholas Raskin and Morgan Whitaker have been talked about so a big day for Rangers a big day for Michael Beale as he looks to continue that unbeaten run but a big day for Todd Cantwell who will be looking to make an impact on his debut he's just walking around now giving high fives to his teammates number 13 on the back an unusual number for an outfield player to pick certainly he you know it's unlucky for some he says he's a a big believer in making your own luck he says that he wanted to pick a unique number because he wants to leave a legacy behind when his days at Ibrooks are over but today is his first day at Ibrooks he's out on the pitch he's ready to start Ryan Kent is standing over the ball and we are ready to go at Ibrooks Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Really looking forward to this. This is the yeah. great thing about mm. Scottish football because I was really looking forward to last week and the cup did not disappoint. It was magnificent, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. We've got back to league business and what a day in store, Hugh Evans. Yep. And the flawless predictions are that Michael Beale has put Todd Cantwell in his side from the start today because he knows St Johnson are easy. So it's a home win for Rangers. Jim Goodwin, in spite of the banner saying Goodwin out, will be Goodwin in at five o'clock because Hibs have nothing at the back, nothing up front, and mediocre in the middle. So it's an Aberdeen away win. St Mirren will beat Motherwell and go into the top six, putting. Hibs into the bottom six 
Partick Thistle will beat Hamilton Aggies and Kilmarnock will get their first away win of the season at Ross County. He's on one today, isn't he? Mm, I yep. can just tell. Yeah, on he's on one of these yeah, unforgiving he's moods. He's not shutting up the day. Mm, he's in one of those unforgiving, yeah. cynical moods. He's had, a, he's had a strong coffee. He said ham and cheese on his <laughs> yeah, sandwich this everything. morning. He is raring to go. Yeah, anyway, I'm, with, I'm with him all the way. I think Rangers will beat St. Johnson. I think it'll be an easy day for them. I think Jim will get a much needed one at Easter Road today because I look at the quality in the two squads and Jim's picked a strong side. It's about time his players helped him out a bit. I think it'll be a draw though. St Mirren Motherwell. Thistle will beat Hamlin and Kilmarnock will pile on the misery for Malky Mackay up there in Dingwall. Remember the date, 28th of January, my granddaughter's birthday. Happy birthday, Olivia. Here's the prediction. Can <sighs> I just say that to her? Before I, you came out I did But I had to give her a wee mention sure, It's cheaper than a car Doesn't it I mean, It's cheaper than buying a car Exactly mate yeah. It's cheaper than buying a present And our R- birthday Can forever be associated with Four rotten predictions No no this is, this is, And I've studied this Rangers Surprisingly I'm going for Hibs I'm going for Against the boys I think Aberdeen I, I don't think Aberdeen players Have got the character To pull Does that mark. end in Jim Goodwin's Departure? Yeah Yeah Wow I I, the I, I, I looked at I looked at an Aberdeen team that even at Darwell they had no no character about them at all. I wouldn't like to be standing that dugout today thinking I'm depend my job depends mm. on these players out okay. here. So I'm going Hibs, I'm going St Mirren Motherwell a draw, I'm going Partick Thistle, and I'm going to go for Brophy. Ross County to make an impact and get a win. The big wimpy, the pork bendy <laughs> celebration or whatever it was. <laughs> Things you never wanted to hear on a Saturday afternoon. No goals yet going in around Scotland. We've got great fixtures down the leagues. Our featured championship match, as you well know by now, is Partick Thistle against Hamilton Ackies. But I love the look of Dundee against Queen's Park. That has knock-on effects at the top of the championship of course Air United did their bit last night a 5-0 win where are they in the league now Cove Rangers uh, Airdrie have taken a 1-0 lead against Alloa Callum for Dice with the first goal in Scotland today um, Air are second in the Ooh, table now come on, and, yeah. um, Paul Hartley's got a job in his hands certainly has I mean I think everybody thought that Paul would come back and it'd just be a quick fix but obviously there's a malaise set in there at Cove that they've not been used to in the last couple of years he has got a big job to get that right goals are shipping I know Remarkable. I know um, I but mean for credit, years all credit to Lee Bullen. I've yeah. got to be but, but they, for they, years they, Cove Cove bought Ex-premiership players Coming down the ranks And the field And it was easy for them Going through the divisions It is different When Hugh's mentioning Air there And Lee Bowen's side Coming up against those players I, I think, struggling I think Cove would be An easy job to figure out You begin there And just concentrate On your defence They've lost 47 goals Yeah sounds easy 47 goals Well I'll tell you what I know they lost 5 last night But if you're decent and you can go and organise and get a couple of players in the window, surely you're going to stop that leak. Look, it's too far away. You don't want to be going there. You don't want them getting promotion. So they can stay where they are. West Coast bias and all that in full flow, right? The only goal is that goal at Airdrie in Scotland. So certainly nothing in our featured matches at the moment. Either a scrappy start in Paisley between... St Mirren and Motherwell So many mm. uh, former Motherwell employees In the uh, the St Mirren ranks Right from Keith I, Lasley to Stephen Robinson To Mark O'Hara and that, Charles that, Dunn and Curtis Main That's how we've got the top reporters All around the country watching these games A scrappy start St Mirren and Motherwell Four minutes on the clock Well, what's wrong with that? 
Good for Jim Duffy Clyde one David Freeland That's crappy snap Needs that Yep Big big couple of games Coming up for Jim Duffy Martin Rennie has put Clyde one up On Dunfermline All Rangers in the first five At Ibrooks, But nothing created so far uh, Tanzers had one Over the bar For St Mirren Kilty had a shot blocked From a long throw You can imagine um, St Mirren are a, a fair old unit And they will look to Put the pressure on Motherwell from those types of situations. Um, it was a scrappy chance for what it's worth, <laughs> says David Friel. Let's do this, Hugh, to give us some time. Mm. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. This is a blatantly ageist question. Name the eight oldest Scots who have scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership era. Now, that era began season 2013-14. Name the eight oldest Scots who have scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership era. I like it. I really like it. At Clyde SSB, because some of them will roll off the tongue or the pen or the phone keypads. Describe it how you will, but a couple of them really tough. Really, really tough. Get your guesses in. At Clyde SSB, you need to put all eight down on one tweet. It's quite an ask from me this afternoon. Put all eight down on one tweet and send it over to at Clyde SSB. There's nothing better than when you make a new January signing and he comes straight in and makes an impact. Todd Cantwell started at Ibrox today, but George Oakley has put mm-hmm. Morton one up against our broth. <laughs> Well, well, they played nice well last that, week, no? didn't they? Well, yeah, Morton played well last week for 15 minutes before they got undone <laughs> by a terrible decision. They bring in Oakley and they've started well again this afternoon against the Bulls. First yeah, Rangers chance, though. Tillman wins the ball 20 yards out, slides it through to Morelos. Tight angle. The shot was saved and out for a corner. David Freely's up to the, the description to, now. Is it good? Yeah, I like that, David. He, he's gone from scrappy to spiky. <laughs> Gee, I like oh, that. Says Stephen Come on. Robinson looks in a spiky mood, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, he's berating like the ref. Looks wound up, much like yourself today. I don't like happy people. Get in about them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be a good game. I think there's a lot of good games on the cards today. I really do. And you, you, you mentioned to win the championship, Gordon. I'll be keeping an eye on. Dundee and Queen's Park That'll be a cracker Yeah absolutely It's all happening in the Championship It's often the place to be for drama And um... I'm just thinking your, your CEO at Motherwell mm. uh, Stephen Robinson getting spiky We're not going to have any confrontation are we? A slap of the sleeve I wouldn't have thought so Surely he'll be trying to stay out of that sort of stuff Now that he's on his, only his a few, way out only of the a job few steps maybe, down. maybe he wants to go out with a, a, a bang. bang Is that progressing in any way? Is he just happy to sit there? Quiet. He did yeah. say he would stay until a replacement was found didn't he? Mm. So I think Alan Burrows I think it's all gone a bit quiet Who's looking for his app- replacement? Is that interview? Uh, sorry no I don't think you're so <laughs> You're not as good as me <laughs> <laughs> No it's horrible You chucking a CV in? Uh, no, no, my days of that are gone. I think I'm quite happy to sit here. We're using a Saturday. Do you think I'd make a good CEO? Uh, no, no, get don't. into them. Have you used that team talk like you yeah. did moments ago? I don't like having I think you're still trying to think. brush up and try to make a good pundit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, low blow. Friends like these, you know. That was a joke, you, you know that. The family that hates together stays together. Yeah, see the amount of guys out there applauding me just now. Thank you <laughs> for <laughs> your support. Um, since you asked, Alan Burrows is just next to David Friel and he's calm at the moment that doesn't right. tend to last for that long that won't so. last long no. Uh, no we'll see what happens still waiting on our first goals McKinstry's had a shot blocked from 20 yards for Motherwell that Rangers corner 
Came to nothing Good start Partick Thistle Harry Milne Couple of crosses Causing problems The goalkeeper Partick Thistle Jamie Snedden He's not had a touch In the first five so. Nice story at Thistle Lee Hodson coming in And the Thistle fans Are paying his wages From now until the end Of the season uh, You know That was a club That had uh, Internal strife Not so very long ago But the fans Are paying Lee Hodson's wages That's yeah. That's really Supporting your club Nah it's great isn't it I mean the Bristol fans Paid to get rid of you Didn't mm. they not Mark Wilson Certainly did I Wasn't he a firm favourite Down there Pay your contract up Well they did Well funny enough It's uh, FA Cup week in England And Tell us story It was always a big hope of mine To play in the FA Cup <laughs> Because it was a big occasion Back when mm. I was younger Watched the final And I finally got my chance at, Against Blackburn away And within five minutes I gave the ball away Square pass Blackburn went and scored and about 50 minutes I got subbed To the applause Of oh, the fans the Yay the No fans. no the Bristol fans Oh the Bristol fans <laughs> You applauded me huh <laughs> As in like Applauded the decision To remove you Yeah yeah It wasn't I It was a You know one of them Way It wasn't a thanks For your, your yeah. efforts today Was that uh, your last game That was my last game In the FA Cup No it was your last game ever. I might have been my last game <laughs> Let's look that up it Was Mark Wilson's last game At Bristol An FA Cup tie Against Blackburn <sighs> The good thing is It's not far to come From Blackburn Up to Scotland no, no, no But I used to sometimes travel with the manager at that point So it's not No way That's a great journey I remember I remember My performance today then, Del? My first uh, First Oh no First away game was against Nottingham Forest And we got beat And then I think One of the second away game was against Barnsley We got beat And I'm travelling with Del On the, on the road Del's dra- driving He's missus He's wee boy I'm no sitting way. in the back with his wee boy <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I thought I did alright today Gaffer But the rest were rubbish <laughs> The wee boy going Dad he's not very good uh, No, oh, wow. oh, uh, So me and Derek Go away back I appreciate the chance He gave me May have let him down a wee bit Now I've driven up for not And it's a long way That must be a nightmare After a I game Sitting with the manager I know I, well, He was driving I was in the back Entertaining his son Because I didn't entertain the fans That's for sure <laughs> Pull out of that <laughs> That pedal station There a wimpy in there I'm going in for a Dave Aye Awkward times yeah. The memories you have Cadence had a shot Blocked by Johnny Hayes As Hibbs looked to take The early lead Brophy Oh We've got a goal In the El Sacchio Oh Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements It's a goal for Hibbs Hibbs have taken the lead Josh Campbell Has been one of Hibbs Main goal threats This season You would have to say and he has put the home side in front Much to the delight of the home fans The relief of Lee Johnson And the despair of Jim Goodwin It was a tap in Yuan with the initial effort Saved by Joe Lewis And there was Josh Campbell on the rebound Long way to go Hugh yep. That's a very interesting start Well it's very unfortunate for Jim Goodwin I feel for him on a human level Because the Aberdeen fans are holding up a banner Saying Goodwin out He's now a goal behind Which just adds to the tension A hip side who are minus Their best defender now at Watford Minus their best attacker Now on the bench after his move to Millwall collapsed And it's a horrible start For the human sacrifice This is Dave Cormack's fault He's a human sacrifice Jim Goodwin For the record that was your last game at Bristol <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. Just in case you're what keeping a memorable uh, fixture um, tendon um, yeah, You made the bench four times after that But you didn't get I off was just of the bench Back to Easter Road more importantly Yeah um, I said at the beginning uh, Three o'clock Before they kicked off I would not like to be Jim Goodwin Standing there looking at that bunch of players Thinking my job depends on you 
I, I seen no character whatsoever in them and Monday when they had to roll their sleeves up and get in about it I know Shinny is a different kettle of fish for me I think he'll go out there and he'll put himself about um, I've been in those shoes before in the sense that you know that you're under severe pressure Ooh, this is interesting you have to see Goal Flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Ross County won, Kilmarnock nil, and we said before the game, can they sign a goal scorer? Can that fix their problems? And Eamon Brophy, he scored in his debut already, a tap-in from across by Kenna, and Brophy is up and running, and so are Ross County. I told you I remember the date. Um... Penalty Rangers, handball in the box. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm sure there will be a VAR check and we'll uh, have great fun with that for the next six weeks. Can't wait. Um, but there we are. Penalty to Rangers for handball. You're on fire, Daz. Yeah, you did, you did say about Hibs and I, Ross I, County and I, Brophy. I was up well very done. early today. I studied today for the first time in a long time. Maybe 14 years. Um, <laughs> and I decided to go for it. And I just... I, I, you can see these teams It happened last year When Ross County Had a goal scorer They got their cell Out of trouble They got right up the league They were performing Scoring goal Brophy I think Just needs a change of club mm. He needs a challenge He needs a manager Who's got to believe in him He's got what, what a fantastic start To his career at Ross County So And I just As I said I'm, I'm harping on about Aberdeen I feel for Jim Everybody in this studio Likes Jim But we're talking about A football manager A football club I think he'll be out of job if James he Tavernier With the penalty for Rangers Goal flashes With Clydebilt Home Improvements And he makes no mistake He goes high Into the net To give Rangers That one goal Advantage It was a handball I'm sure we'll have A nice Friendly Respectable Debate about that At some point Going forward Um, But the fact Of the matter is It was a penalty Tavernier scores it And Rangers Are up and running And you can add Callum Davidson To the list of Worried men Uh, This will be St Johnston's Sixth Straight defeat in the Premiership, and you know they're slipping away and slipping away. And uh, for Rangers, I said to you, when I got here today, I was ready to forecast four nil. Then when I heard that uh, Cantwell was playing from the start, and you could imagine what the atmosphere would be like, I upped it to five nil, and it's a you know it's an awful start mm. for Callum Davidson. There was barely any noticeable stoppage for VAR to have much of a look So they clearly were both confident, the referee and the, the I mean, VAR confident Sometimes sometimes it will be blatant mm-hmm. Last yeah, week course. last week at Celtic Park it was blatantly scandalous Because there was the, the, the handball decision that I was glad the first Celtic supporter who came on here last Saturday night in the open line said it was n- not mm-hmm. in a million years was it a penalty but sometimes mm-hmm. it will be blatant oh you're right but sometimes we also act like blatant ones aren't and dubious ones are blatant and round and round we go that's why I love it here yeah it's great it's what a place Rangers won St Johnston nil we've got another goal at Easter Road Whoa. goal flashes with Clydebilt home improvements it's a double from Josh Campbell And Hibs are 2-0 up inside 10 minutes And that Goodwin out banner uh, Will be getting some use mm. in the Aberdeen end I wonder how Dave Cormack is feeling at the moment It was a flying header from a Joe Newell corner And Hibs are 2-0 up on well, Aberdeen I, I, And Motherwell had started the brightest in Paisley But Goal flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements. St Mirren have taken the lead and it's Curtis Main, a former Motherwell 
Striker who scored for the Saints All the home teams in front in the Premiership And uh, things could get very interesting Easter Road I salute Gordon Diel Who said that he uh, In fact that the man who predicted a Hibs win And also said I would not like to be in the trenches With these Aberdeen players Because of the character deficiency That is their problem Now it's a test of Dave Cormack Because Jim Goodwin won't come back from this and the owner of the club will have to be asked, what did you mean by immediate response? Did you mean if you don't win at Easter Road, the manager's out? Or will he try and pull a fast one and say, well, when I said immediate, what I meant was, you know, two or three weeks. It's now a test of Dave Cormack because the ball is now firmly in his court. He won't survive that, Hugh. Let me tell you right now, he won't survive that unless... And it'd be a complete miracle, and I hope it is for Jim, because as, as I say, I, I respect Jim, I like Jim. Unless his players can give him something back, get out there with a draw or get something, a remarkable comeback. He walks out of there this afternoon, he ain't been the no. Aberdeen manager no. next week. They're at home on Wednesday. They have St Mirren, I believe, at Pataudry. Now, that's simply an open-air demonstration now. I'm going to describe the Josh Campbell goal as a long-range header. Mark Wilson, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, um, and I think it epitomises everything about Aberdeen defensively because oh, let's give it's a Hibs, great header though. Let's give Hibbs credit because they've started incredibly well. A team that's under pressure as well, and the corner is one that's been worked on the training ground. It's driven to the edge of the box where Campbell has a run at it, and nobody picks him up from twenty-five yards, and he heads it what just inside the penalty area. So it's a shocking goal for Aberdeen to lose. Good goal for Hibbs, you know, well worked on, but. That just sums Aberdeen mm. up. And bad start for Stevie Hamill, Hugh um, and Gordon. Mm. They had started the brighter, they'd yeah. settled better, but then Curtis Main is sharper. It was a low cross. He nicked in at the front post. And St Mirren, with their good home record, are in front. It was always going to be the way, wasn't it? A former Fir Park player would do the damage. Uh, at least with regard to Motherwell, uh, there's hope. Uh, you just get the impression... With regard to Aberdeen There is no hope This is a literally hopeless situation yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather be fifth though For what it's worth um, I have to say Dumbarton won Bonnie Rigrose now Greg Wild with the goal um, Montrose won Kelty Hearts won It's that old goal getter Rory McAllister Listen Dave from Galloway From the penalty spot And Airdrie to Alawanil Callum Gallagher with the goal Listen up Dave Galloway Big Duncan Ferguson Is a goal up at Shrewsbury with Forest Green A team who only eat vegan food <laughs> At his first game in charge And the vegans are one up Dave Galloway Did you see all the stuff The, the, the pictures with the, the chairman And he just looked It's awkward Like a man for the, the big man. movie It's an awkward They were asking you to describe Global warming at one point Could you, dunk. Could you imagine he has a real bad run of results And the chairman's got to go in and sack him I would, I'd send my, I'd send somebody yeah. for the board then. I'd do it by letter <laughs> I'd phone him I liked his scarf His scarf looks like something you'd yeah. wear <laughs> Now I'll On tell you weekend. what It must have been a heck of a week For those Darville players Celebrating Because they've lost 3-2 At Arthurley They oh. were 2-0 up Talk about back with a bang Because to be fair to Mick Kennedy He was in here on um, Tuesday Talking you know about the seriousness of having to get back to business soon because they want to win that West of Scotland mm. Premier Division. They want to try and get into the Lowland League. The the night against Aberdeen will live long in the memory, but 
they need to get promotion yeah but in the long run that as much as it'll hurt this afternoon that might be a good thing for them it might just bring them right back down to earth they'd have went there you know all the congratulations all the pats in the back and that's what happens um, you know thinking yeah okay mm. we beat Aberdeen we've had all the publicity uh, bread and butter stuff now it might just be a good and thing Arthur Lee's social media team have anything about them they'll get on yeah, that exactly. right away we've got one of these VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements having a look for a penalty to Motherwell in Paisley so we'll need to see what the verdict is on that play on Ricky Lamy was claiming he doesn't get it and VAR says play on Rory McAllister's got a double now and throws two Kelty one and um, we'll get another look at that one I'm sure in Paisley and see if there's any drama attached to it but play on for now Worrying times for, for Jim I, I know <laughs> could hardly get much worse but it could when you're two down with 20 minutes played and the traffic is going one way mm. This could turn out ugly uh, Chatting about character And the players And you're putting the team out there And expecting them to keep your job Well This is real character These Aberdeen players An awful long time to go in this game For their own personal futures Never mind the managers Because if another manager comes in Which they will I mean What do you say? Oh it wasn't me It was the manager that got us Into mm-hmm. this position they will analyse this performance Marellos has gone through one on one But Parrish rushed out to the edge of the box Saved the shot And away it goes for a corner Your problem with Aberdeen Is that Dave Cormack Got rid of Derek McInnes Then he thought it was a great idea To bring in Stephen Glass That went well uh, Then he got rid of Stephen Glass And picked Jim Goodwin And that's gone the way of Stephen Glass uh, So you're now in the hands of a man whose judgement is deeply suspect Hugh, the only thing I will say if, if Jim's got any sense at all and he's thought this out he's done what I achieved at Somerset park your car right at the front door half time if it's not going well inches, right out the door <laughs> inches Boom, away, away from a penalty to Hibs as well it was a free kick right on the edge of the box so it could have got much worse than it it may still do but it's going to be from a, a free kick after a Johnny Hayes handball Um, There's a man who we know well And was in good form And would have been looking at A return to the Scotland set up Ross Stewart stretchered off For Sunderland So we wish him well He's already had uh, Injury problems Do you know what That's really sad Because There's always a chance He could have moved in this window Right There was talk of big money Wasn't there Um, In the next few days So I'll be, I'll be interesting to hear Roger at half time if, if Aberdeen don't get a goal or anything that what the Aberdeen's fans response of the of some I think some of them have left the ground already uh, so they've given up um, look uh, it's, it's still the next goal could be so important to give Aberdeen a lift but as I said as much as Jim came in for criticism and rightly so on Monday. I, I sort of spare him a little bit because I don't care who the manager is. You've got the quality Aberdeen had in the field. You've got to do better as an individual and as a team. Uh, where are we? Anything else to discuss? Not right now. Let me give you... Uh, so Let's do wrong answers to the tease of you. That uh-huh. seems like a good opportunity. Okay. Right, the question is, name the eight oldest Scots to have scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership era, which began... In 2013-14 Okay, Gordon Hendry has covered some good ground But let's do some wrong ones He's thrown in Stephen Fletcher No Mark's thrown in Clint Hill (laughs) Scots 
chance you go. Who's that? Oh, he said Stephen yeah. Davis. No, Gordon, <laughs> Henry. no. Gordon Henry's gone. Andy Considine. No, not Andy. I think this is going to be really tough for many people to, to round off all eight, maybe without looking some up. Um, has anyone got all eight yet? Oh, yeah, they have. They have. Uh, really? Let's see here. Yeah, lots of people are forgetting the the non Scots here. Bailey's thrown in Davis and oh, Johnny Hayes and Kyle Lafferty. Switch on. I know. Sean White's fallen into a similar trap. Come on, read the question again, Hugh. Yeah. Yep. Name the eight oldest Scots to have scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership era, which began in season 2013 14. Mm, yeah, so let's keep them guesses coming at Clyde SSB and see if you can get yourself on that podium. Get in touch please mm -hmm. uh, Just thinking about Easter Road I think was it Roger Hannah uh, Who touched on it earlier uh, That Sean Maloney is the new Wigan manager mm. Interesting Good to hear that Aye Mix, Mixes mm. with you Gordon And a couple nah, of days later that's, that's, that's what happens He gets well, the job Again on the subject of dodgy judgement You've got old Uncle Ron Gordon at Easter Road Who uh, brought in Sean Gave him 19 games And then sacked him And then brings in Lee Johnson Who uh, was in danger of going into the bottom six by five o'clock tonight, but I think he's doing enough currently to make sure they do stay in the top six because they're they're playing the bottle merchants of the Granite City. And Sean Maloney going into an environment, Gordon, where the previous manager got fifty nine days. Yeah, it doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, hopefully, he'll have learned by his experience at Easter Road, Gordon. Um, I always believe that good managers you do have bad times and that's where you learn get a bit of experience know that you're not going to make the same mistakes again it'll be an interesting appointment I'll be looking out for that one he's well loved there four years yeah. as a Wigan player yeah. won the FA Cup with Wigan uh, now it's a real test of Sean because even I would not been a manager after 19 games and Ron Gordon added insult to injury by saying they knew long before the end of the 19 games that they were getting rid of him. So uh, this is Sean's chance to show that Ron Gordon was in the wrong. Um, Kennedy fires over from the edge of the box in a rare attack for Aberdeen. Michael Beale's looking a bit frustrated now. A few attacks breaking down for Rangers. Remember, the breakthrough came from the penalty spot, so maybe not quite the fluent attacking performance he would have been hoping for. No... Real news of Todd Cantwell's debut yet But we will, I'm sure, get more of a detailed picture Between now and the end uh, of be, the afternoon be interesting to see what role he fills We were chatting about it midweek And, uh, you know, some caller said that he would fill that right-hand side as a winger And I was of a different opinion That I thought he would be one of the more attack-minded midfielders And Sakala would occupy the right or someone else, an actual winger I wonder how he's fitting into that role Or is he coming inside and playing close to Morelos Be interesting to hear about it Yeah I'm sure Andrew McLean will fill us in And it's all very fluid apparently Mostly sort of 4-2-3-1 with Tillman and Cantwell Between, you know, rotating between the right side and, and the middle yeah. um, But kind of moving around Which is, is something Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard's midfield did a lot If you look back uh, to that spell um, 34 years ago today apparently 34 years ago today you were up to um, yeah, 
Someone's um, told you this already I, I don't know what I was up to 34 minutes today <laughs> Never mind 34 years Was I getting married again? Because uh, it's, it's a Saturday It's a Saturday night Normally a Saturday I'm up for a good <laughs> wedding 34 years ago today Wraith Rovers won Rangers won at the Scottish Cup And you scored a bullet header Before Ian Ferguson cancelled it out Not surprised there um, I do remember that one um, Seen footage yet there's nothing weird on seeing this guy playing football and because it was a diving header and you barely see him move nowadays. I think I, I think you would have me up in your wall, by the way, if have you in my pocket if I was uh, playing against you. Absolutely no chance, mate. You are done. Disgusting. You, you had an easier well, chance. Than the so the, I didn't have an easy chance. I'd have buried that as well. The pen sent me the footage and you had a, a header in the six-yard box in the first half that you duffed. But Seriously? Then, yeah, but in the second half, I was good, warming powerful up, diving header. Keeper couldn't anywhere near it. I would score second. I, I usually took me time to warm up, you know, get my get the stretches going the first half, and then I would mm. burst into life with a. I don't know pick. why the keeper goes down in his knees and lets, the keeper and lets your head go straight over his head right enough. But Who was the keeper at that time? Not sure. Uh, what year did you say it was? Eighty nine, January eighty nine. Chris Woods, no. Just before I was born. If no, that makes you maybe. Feel older. I don't know if it was Chris Woods. Nicky Walker, maybe. I don't know. Ex mother will Listen, go There's a real Wraith strikers just scored. Exactly. Yeah. Lewis Vaughan, 29 minutes on the clock. Wraith Rovers won in yeah. Verness. Nil. Go and stick his goals down to mine and multiply them with 10. He still ain't getting near me. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it doesn't really matter. Rangers Many have a free kick, 25 yards right of centre. Barisic takes and it is saved by Remy Matthews. Well, uh, it seems to be one-way traffic, but not always in a fashion that pleases the manager. But uh, one-way traffic, and they'll get there in the end. Hibs are looking good. I don't know if it's just because they're playing against Aberdeen, but you look at McGeady since he's came back here and since he's been fit. I mean, he looks like he's lost about ten years. Was he's it still Fur quick. Fur Park, I thought he was yeah. brilliant. Still quick. First still half. sharp. Creativity. Yeah. Just a, one of the, by the way, one of the best players. Him, aye, one of the best players ever played alongside and played against. Hard man to, hard man to keep tabs on when you're playing against him. Shifts it so quick, doesn't he? That's Whether it's a cross or a shot, he's always been good at that. You know what? I used to love it in training when I was you on know, pitted team. up. Well, not pitted right. up against him because it just made you a better defender. But he's always had that. I used to play with him in Glasgow schools teams. He was in primary five. We were primary seven, so he was always younger. We were but he always had the. <laughs> 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 he always had he the same level of skill. Mm-hmm. Just and he just you know developed that, and then he worked on his pace and. Look up now, what is he, 35, 36, and he's still still churning it out. Um, Motherwell causing problems from set pieces, um, but still not managing to find the breakthrough for the Steelmen. They're 1-0 down, remember, uh, to St Mirren. So Stephen Robinson will be looking to add to that. I'm just thinking about the point you made earlier, Dazzler, about the, the Aberdeen fans and would they be going home. I think they will stay just to protest because they've got the Goodwin out banner and if the game does end in defeat they will stay to protest not against Jim Goodwin because he's the human sacrifice but against the men who took the decision to leave him there it was the only thing that disappointed me here they didn't have the banner they just held up red cards Oh, you didn't that's... even make an effort to get me out. No, I, 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 I think that's no, I think that's more an better. effort because they have to get a whole load of red cards. Otherwise, red card. you could just get a white sheet and get one guy to paint it. 
and everybody hold it. See, getting individual red cards, more than effort. So you were more hated. Mm-hmm. No, well, the f- uh, about six months later, the amount of them that went to Hamden as supporters in the final, semi-final, <laughs> was brilliant. I didn't see the red cards of the banners then. St Mirren free kick, twenty <laughs> yards out, fairly central. Um, so they'll be looking to add to their goal advantage uh, in our championship game. It's still Partick Thistle with all the possession, but no clear-cut chances yet. Aki's dropping deep. Trying to see what impact that fantastic cup victory against Ross County and penalties will have for the Ackies. Can that give them a shot in the arm? I know they had got a couple of results of late. Uh, Strain, who's got a good free kick record for St Mirren. Tanzer as well, both standing over this. Taking their time and straight at Liam Kelly. So on the, the next goal. goal in that game has got to be vital. Uh, if St Mirren get it, I don't think Motherwell will come back at all. But... Uh, I think Stevie Hamill will be looking at that and thinking we need to make sure we get this next goal or I'm in trouble here. That's another one that, you know, up until last week against a broth and I, I, I said that it was a terrific victory and I know that people go, well, it's a broth, they're sitting ninth, mm. they're not having a great championship this year. But it's always a difficult place to go and they won it comfortably. If things stay as they are, the bottom four teams will all be on 20 points yeah. come the end of the afternoon. Well, and that's when it really becomes nervy. Yeah, um, Kilmarnock under Derek McInnes, you thought would be okay. He's a oh, fine man. Straight red card for Nicky Clark, former Rangers player, back at Ibrox in the blue this time of St Johnston. It was a sliding challenge on Ryan Jack. The follow through didn't look too clever, and he's been given a straight red card. So St Johnston are a goal down and a man down as well. Nicky Clark shown a straight red card. How is your luck, Callum Davidson? It's bad enough, you're a goal down uh, at Ibrooks, but with 10 men against 11, uh, I mean, obviously we cannot see it. We cannot speak about whether it was a justifiable red card or not. However, it has been shown and the player's off and that just makes it an even longer afternoon for St. Are Johnson. you comfortable with your five now, Hugh? Well, I mean, I, if I don't get the five, then that's Michael Beale's fault, not mine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rangers' task has just been made that bit easier then. St. Johnson down to 10 men. That James Tavernier penalty well, about 15 minutes or so ago now, though. Um, maybe even more. And uh, Rangers haven't managed to find that second. Haven't come overly close. I've had some openings, of course, as you would expect. But James Tavernier's penalty, 1-0 up. And Nicky Clark sent off for St. Johnston. Nothing better, is there, when you're 1-0 up at home and... The opposition get a man sent off in the I first half. Nicky Clark. No, no, it's nothing <laughs> better. You go. This is an easy afternoon now. We'll start enjoying this game rather than the pressure Straight on our shoulders. Down the tunnel, so the VAR looks to be as convinced as the referee. No need for any major assessment of what had gone on. That's Ryan Jack only getting back to his feet. He was in a fair bit of pain initially, mm. so he's getting back to his feet. I think he'll be okay. And Nicky Clark makes his way for that early bath. First ever. Red card for Nicky Clark. Great, People say great knowledge. He's not that type of player. Mm. People always say that, and it means absolutely nothing, of course, no. because you know. But if again, it's, if it's we, an offence. It's an offence. You were talking, Gordon, about the, the the bottom four all in the same number of points as things stand, and the, the list of troubled managers. You know, Derek McInnes, Malky McKay will still be uh, in the relegation zone. Uh, Callum Davidson, that will be six defeats in a row in the league. You know, the, there's. Trouble piling up Jim Goodwin May not be the Aberdeen manager By the time we all go to bed tonight 
trouble piling up for a whole group of people. I think I think most of the managers are saving themselves just now. Um, and by looking at that, if you look at the league, we're 20, nearly 22, 23 games in. Uh-huh. Seven, seven or maybe around about seven teams have lost more than half. Yeah. So there's nobody, you've got Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Livingston are brilliant. The rest, you couldn't, you, you couldn't pick what they're going to do because they don't win games. You look at that table there, the uh, bottom six, there's hardly a green W on it for a win between them and I'm mm. talking about the six teams yeah. just one thing worth bearing in mind though because this is radio not everyone has the colour coded league table <laughs> that you've got on the window but I described the green W <laughs> now it's quite easy to figure out green for goal W for one but you you say that as if people green can for see what? it goal go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Callum Davidson's been booked for his protests so he was not happy oh. with the decision well, I necessarily like him yeah he's quite um, quite mild mannered usually Unless Callum the, Davidson. The pressure just mounting it on must Callum. Be, it must be Hugh. Yeah, he must be feeling the strain. And then after last week with the whole stand fiasco, I know it's not his call, but he, you know he still has to manage that situation. Ryan Jack's just been booked for a late challenge with St Johnston players surrounding the referee, adamant that he should be sent off, oh. just like Nicky Clark was for a tackle on Ryan Jack. The open line's going to be good tonight. I can sense it. Mm. Mm. The only thing this is my about, type of grumpy day The only thing you'll say about St Johnson I don't think anybody expected them to get anything They'll still have a little bit of a gap What about right? five games before that though? But, but what I'm saying Where is they've lost right, in a row I'll, 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 I'll give you a bit more information The bottom six, there have been 30 games Right? 30 games in the bottom six There have been three wins in 30 games So, would I press the panic button? No, I wouldn't because he can turn it around like most sides. You happy with that? Bit of Great stuff? information. Thank well you. done. But it's the case that Callum Davis is not that type of guy to get involved with officials. But either the pressure of the six defeats in a row is telling on him, or we would have to see the incident and judge for ourselves oh, whether Nicky Clark Don't has been harsh, will. harshly dealt with. Uh, we will. It's died down a bit, I guess, at Easter Road, Mark Wilson. Yeah, it has been um, because, you know, the Aberdeen goalkeeper isn't under much pressure, but has the majority of possession, the traffic is still going one way. There is no respite um, for the Aberdeen backline, really. Right, that Ryan Jack tackle, remember the one? Yep. VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. So he's going to the screen. Oh, oh, it's Willie Collum, which tends to mean. It's Willie Collum. Willie likes, Willie likes a good red card well, remember he? Someone will have told him That you should come and look at this on the screen It's mm-hmm. a, a team effort Well <laughs> it should be regard. fresh in his mind What Nicky Clark had just done What that mm. tackle looked like To compare it to So That should be simple enough For so Willie Nick to determine Walsh is the VAR So he's in the ear of Willie Collum Saying you might want to come and take a look Willie Collum's still looking Now this will be interesting Because people say I wish the referees would make their own mind Don't always give it if you go to the monitor But if he doesn't give it when he goes to the monitor Now people will say Ah look This is ridiculous I know And there you are He hasn't given Play on Well uh, No red card for Ryan Jack Again we haven't seen it so we can't Mm -hmm. comment But You always say you want to see that happen don't you Yeah yeah I I think you've got to have a, a, a strength of character about you Because you've been sent to the monitor it does not mean that you have made the mistake. However, with Willie Collum, it's impossible to second guess 
that particular referee. The only thing, the only thing I'll say in that, and Willie Collum's defence. Now I've not seen it, so I'm not saying red or not red. Willie Collum is a more experienced man, uh, referee than what Nick Walsh was. Right, he's more yeah. experienced, yep. so he may look at that, and he's obviously looked at that differently and thought. I, I totally agree. I think that the referees have still got to referee the game. Yeah. As much as we're all thinking, oh, the minute it goes to the monitor, it's a red card, penalty kick, it's this or it's that. Willie Collins went there and said, "Yeah, thanks for directing me over, but I so don't see that." The, as a red. the first one, Gordon, the actual send off for Clark. Mm-hmm. Was that an instant decision from Willie Colm or did he get called over to the monitor? No, they make the decision. The that, so it was no. a red card, mm-hmm. okay, and VR obviously looked at it and agreed. Agreed. Yep. And then this one, it was VR flagged it, okay. Right. I, I'm telling you, the open line, we can just enjoy ourselves for an hour because we know what we're talking about now. Yeah, we're good. We'll go around in circles for 60 minutes, I'm sure. Um, the yellow card stands for Ryan Jack, so we'll see. Um, if he survives the rest of the afternoon you can be absolutely certain if he has any other misdemeanour the St Johnston players will yep. react quite um, energetically shall we say you might see at half time Ryan Jack being removed yeah perhaps you know, Michael, well a booking and then players half. Oh, no no he's been every half then well every first half. I think that Michael Beale would be like everyone else at Ibrox minute while he's went to the monitor Ryan Jack's coming off So he might just say to himself well, There's only, no need We're yeah, against 10 well, if men it's only a bitten challenge then yeah, I mean yeah it's, it's, a just, you know, it's not like he gets mm, all, You're uh, just whipping people off for the sake yeah. No I'm not I'm being very cautious this afternoon <laughs> um, I don't think there's any need to run the risk You're playing against 10 men You're 1-1-0 one one well, Let's just home. take everybody off It's been booked I didn't in. say everybody I said one person You're starting to exaggerate man. Well the next person that gets booked Let's get him off as I well I noticed that Arsenal did it last night Against Man City They had a player on yeah. a booking And they thought He's he's yeah. away Unless we take him off This is where the difference lies Hugh Arteta DL Against Wilson Yeah You yeah. know what I mean Says it all Arteta can have handled the hedge There's <laughs> no way When you get a ball Lost in the hedge Arteta would have lost his mind He used to stay the on the breaking hedge By the way it looks very simple Let's remind ourselves of your teaser again please Hugh Okay Can you tell me The eight oldest Scots To have scored a goal In the Scottish Premiership era Which began in season 2013-14 The eight oldest Scottish players to have scored a goal in the Scottish <laughs> Premiership Hugh, era. Hugh, would Johnny Hayes be one of them, Mark's asking? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've written down more Irish players than I have Scots. Jordan wants to throw in someone who'll have scored recently, Robert Snodgrass. Snoddy, no. James no. McFadden. Well, they were all down south when this was happening. Yeah, well, McFadden came back, I suppose, but he's not on the list. Kirk Broadfoot. Are you kidding? I am not. Tanzer volleys over oh. from the edge of the box for St Mirren. Robinson's missed a sitter for Kilmarnock. It is all heating up. But keep your guesses coming, please, at Clyde SSB. There is still no one in third place on that teaser. So get thinking. I do have sympathy for you. I think eight is tough. I think it is tough to get them all. Um, but let's see what you can do. Ryan Kent's fouled right on the edge of the box. So um, Rangers looking to... Take advantage of the free kick Unless VAR pops up and tells Willie Collum It was actually in the box and on will go Yeah uh, You know From a football perspective If I were Michael Beale I'd be thinking 1-0 And it was a penalty And nothing since And we're playing 10 men Doesn't look great 
I think I think you're right in that, Hugh, because I think the Rangers fans going along do expect or did expect a big lift in performance levels, and I think we're yet to see it. I know Cantwell coming in, they would have hoped that he might have been the one to spark something. Doesn't sound like it so far. It's interesting because sometimes it feels like the the more predictable outcome is a new manager goes in and people say, well, you know what, I, I can see that, you know, the, the style, it's looking better, the, the style's starting to get better and the results will follow. Yeah. Michael Beale's yeah. gone straight in, just Result. fixed the results completely. Barely, well, doesn't lose a game yet. Uh, one draw on his record. Um, but maybe, maybe you know, taking a bit longer to get them as fluid as he would like. <laughs> well, I, I don't see much change apart from the resilience of the team and the character in terms of coming back when they lose goals because under Van Bronckhorst... Sorry, good save from a Tavernier free kick. Yeah, under Van Bronckhorst it just didn't harm. You'd fancy Rangers to go on and lose some of them. So that's the only thing that's really changed. Style, formation, I don't see it. Maybe Rangers fans will call up and say something different this afternoon. To be fair, one step at a time. Six minutes to be added at Ibrox. We have had a fair few stoppages. Half-time whistles starting to go down the leagues. Uh, so let's do this, Hugh, while uh-huh. we can. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk <laughs> slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The eight oldest Scots to have scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership era Kenny Miller, Chris Burke, Stephen McLean, Charlie Mulgrew, Gordon Greer, Keith Lasley, Stephen Thompson, and Lee Miller. I thought that was extremely tough. Well done. Well done. Oh, hold on, hold on before we go any further on that. Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's Hibs 3, Aberdeen 0 just before the break. Ewan's header from the corner. The Aberdeen fans are wondering can you sack a manager at half time? Because Jim Goodwin is bang up against it here. Hibs 3, Aberdeen 0. Well, the, the, there are no circumstances under which. Jim and I regret saying this one of the rotten things about a really great job is that sometimes you have to paint a picture about nice people that is an unfavourable picture but there are no circumstances under which Jim Goodwin keeps his job now Alright very quickly just your winners on that teaser where no one in third place no one else got it really tough question uh, Michael Smith second fastest Dylan Patton was the winner well done to you Dylan We'll have a who am I a bit later on. What a halftime team talk this is going to be for Jim Goodwin. Hey, what, 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 do what does you, he say? What, what, what can he say? When they're saying half. <laughs> well, he's nah. already gave up the big speech, no doubt, before the game. And what he expects <clears> his team to show, minimum. And they've been anything but that. So how how can you lift that? You even look at the goal they've scored. It's just out-muscled, out-fought, a, a simple corner into the box and you and just brushes the defender this is a Hibs team minus Kevin Nisbet and the three up at half time and the Aberdeen fans some of them are leaving half time Partick Thistle Fraser Wishart it is Partick Thistle nil Hamilton Aki's nil a really strange game first half of complete domination by Partick Thistle with the ball but lots of frustration for the supporters because no goals to show from their nice play in the middle of the park in fact no shots on target by Thistle as Aki's quite happy to defend in numbers leaving Tihi up front in his own Thistle started really brightly Harry Milne on the left hand side left back has impressed me so far very prominent got to the byline a number of times couple of really dangerous crosses cleared by McGowan and O'Reilly and the other wing Fitzpatrick doing the same for all that early pressure Thistle just couldn't turn good plenty of chances really good defending in their own six yard box by Aki's lovely Kyle Turner flicked his back heel from a Fitzpatrick cross almost set up Milne who lunged into the back post but couldn't 
get any contact. We passed the 30-minute mark, and this will keep a Jamie extended. Hardly had a touch, but the other end, despite the lots of pressure on Ryan Fulton's goal, no real saves to the big Aki's goalkeeper to make. In fact, they were just quite happy to drop off, concede possession, nine men behind the ball. Jags fans becoming frustrated, not the way the team were playing, but the lack of the cutting edge and clear chances. Lone trigger Danny Mullen did get his head to a couple of crosses from the right-hand side, one from McMillan, one from Fitzpatrick, but both times he flicked the ball towards the far post, but the ball just drifted maybe a yard past the stanchion. A couple of penalty claims by Jags fans, but more in frustration than anything else. And Aki's hardly even near the Thistle goal, never mind actually having a go at Sneddon and testing the big goalkeeper. But John Rankin, I think, will be fairly happy at the break. It's been a clean sheet so far. Ian McCall might just be telling his team, keep going, because one goal might just win this for either side. Half-time at Firhill, Partick Thistle nil, Hamilton Aki's nil. Sacked in the morning, rings round Easter Road, but no half-time whistle yet. There is one in Paisley, David Friel. Half-time Gordon St Mirren won Motherwell nil. Curtis Main has made a difference so far with a goal against his former club. It's been a game of very few chances, not great stuff here, but a big striker scored a real Porchers goal to put St Mirren ahead at the break. It was a scrappy, spiky start, and Motherwell probably actually settled better after some early St Mirren pressure, but it was St Mirren who took the lead in 16 minutes to remain. Ryan Strain got to the byline, he's been really good. Far than a low cross from the right. It looked like Liam Kelly expected to gather the ball pretty easily, but Main was so quick he got across the front post and diverted it into the net. St Mirren took a lot of confidence from that Ryan Strain had a free kick saved by Kelly up the other end. Motherwell had a fair bit of pressure, but zero shots on goal. Trevor Carson hasn't been troubled at all. He did for a penalty claim when Ricky Lamy fell to the ground after tangling with Charles Dunn. John Beaton waited for a VAR check and then laid play on. St Mirren are heading for the top six as things stand and will be happy. Motherwell need to be a lot better to get a result here in the second half. Half time, St Mirren won Motherwell nil. It's also half time at Easter Road, Roger Hanna. Hibernian end three, Aberdeen nil at the break. Gordon, surely the end of Jim Goodwin's spell as Aberdeen manager. They have been dreadful in the first 45 minutes. He was given a stay of execution after the cup defeat to Darville on Monday night, but surely he will not survive this. Aberdeen have not laid a glove on Hibernian in the first half, and they're probably fortunate only to be three behind there. A couple of early warnings, Aidan McGeady firing over the top after 25 yards. Then Chris Cadner, a shot blocked by Johnny Hayes in the six-yard line after Joe Newell's cutback. The goal was coming and it arrived after just ten minutes. Josh Campbell tapping in after Joe Lewis saved from Eli Ewan's angled drive. Five minutes later it was two. Campbell again finishing this time with a flying header from Newell's corner. Clearly worked by Lee Johnson in the Hibs training ground through the week. Aberdeen hardly seen as an attacking force. Matty Kennedy a shot over from distance midway through the half. Johnny Hayes then booked for a foul on Jimmy Jago. Graham Cheney tried to get something back for Aberdeen here a shot blocked in the box as well before being booked for a foul on Harry McCurdy but Hibbs always in top always enjoying territorial advantage always enjoying possession advantage and they turned that into a third goal and added time at the end of the first half again a set piece that Aberdeen just couldn't cope with delivery into the near post and there was Eli Ewan he's playing at centre forward today with Kevin Nisbet only on the bench he headed home it sparked chance of you're getting sacked in the morning to Goodwin who's cutting a disconsolate figure in the technical area as you can imagine loud jeers from the Dons fans in the away end of the halftime whistle there is no way back from this halftime at Easter Road, Hibs 3 Aberdeen 0. Remarkable, an absolutely remarkable story developing there, it's halftime at Ibrox, Andrew McLean Rangers 1, St Johnson 0, the halftime score here, a penalty, a red card and another VAR check for a potential red card there's a story here so far. As for the actual football, Alfredo Morelos with a couple of early chances, both of them pretty much exactly the same. The first 
at an angle. Tillman's through ball. His shot was saved by Remy Matthews. Then Ryan Kent was the creator a few minutes later. A driving run before the pass through to Morelos. Once again, he was at an angle. This shot was diverted out for a corner. They did take the lead from the penalty spot. The ball dropping over the head of Connor Colton and onto the arm of a St. Johnson defender. No need for VAR. Willie Collin pointed straight to the spot. And Nick Walsh at Clydesdale House agreed with the call. Upstep James Tavernier to find the top corner for 1-0. Morelos with a better chance around 20 minutes in. He was played through one-on-one, getting in behind the St. Johnson defence, but Remy Matthews rushed out and saved his shot. Nicky Clark was St. Johnson's only effort at that point. He hooked a volley over the Rangers' bar before Ryan Kent forced a stop from Remy Matthews in a crazy few minutes. Nicky Clark and Ryan Jack going into a 50-50, but the follow-through from Nicky Clark didn't look good at all. He was shown a straight red card by Willie Collum. Ryan Jack got up, recovered from that, but then flew into a challenge of his own on Adam Montgomery. A yellow card was given by Willie Collum. However, he was summoned to the VAR screen by Nick Walsh. Serious foul play was the accusation, but after reviewing it, Willie Collum stuck with his original decision and play went on. St. Johnson almost equalised on the stroke of half-time as well. Dre Wright was played through one-on-one with Alan McGregor. He rounded the goalkeeper. He was at a bit of an angle, but as he went to shoot, it was a complete air swipe from him. Ben Davies was back in the line would potentially have got a block in but it was a really good chance and he just missed the ball completely and it went out for a goal kick. The halftime whistle sounded then. It's been a pretty typical uh, Rangers display under Michael Beale. The dominant side but not really in full flow. The halftime score at Ibrooks. Rangers 1 St Johnson nil. That dre right chance on the stroke of halftime is unbelievable. St Johnston should be level and they are not, they're down to 10 men. What about the Ross County Kilmarnock game, Dave Galloway? Half time, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 0. A new lone striker, Brophy, got uh, Ross County off to the perfect start in the 13th minute. He had a very simple finish to convert Kenna's cross. That came shortly after Brophy had made space for himself only to shoot over from the edge of the box. County were dominant at this stage, carving out some pretty good chances. From one of them, Yakoviti lashed the ball over. When well placed Killy though came roaring right back into it almost equalised when a driven ball from Jones flashed right across the goal mouth but Vassell couldn't connect at the back post Taylor headed wide from a few yards following a free kick then Robinson missed an absolute sitter it was an open goal he was only about four or five yards out and he somehow managed to scoop the ball over the crossbar Waters then hit a a dipping long range drive must have been about 25 yards out it went just over the visitors then really taking over after that really bright start by their hosts and they finished the first half strongly but at the interval just the one goal in it and it's the hosts who have the advantage Ross County 1 Kilmarnock 0 What an interesting first half of football across the country we'll do a full round up of the half time scores next the fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Halftime scores in the Scottish Premiership It's Hibs 3, Aberdeen 0 Rangers 1, St Johnston 0 Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 0 And St Mirren 1, Motherwell 0 In the Championship, Dundee 0, Queen's Park 0 Morton 1, Arbroath 0 Partick Thistle 0, Hamilton Ackies 0 Wraith Rovers 1 Inverness 0 In League 1 Airdrie 3 Alloa 0 Clyde 1 Dunfermline 1 SC Edinburgh 0 Falkirk 0 Montrose 2 Kelty 1 And Peterhead 1 Queen of the South 0 In League 2 Albion Rovers 0 Forfar 0 
Annan 1 East 5 0 Dumbarton 1 Bonnie Rig Rose 0 Stenhouse Muir 1 Elgin City 0 And Stirling Albion 0 Stranraer 0 The English games today are FA Cup ties I won't bother running through them all We'll be here all day uh, But we'll get the second halves up and running In our Scottish games next